Hello everybody and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the top four English leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thanks for listening. Well, better place to start, forget about Nottingham Forest, we've got a new favourite Forest and that is Forest Green Rovers bringing in that bomb-proof treble. Boys, how good was that? 92nd minute winner. Yeah, I mean, I, they put us through the mill, didn't they? Jeez, uh, just a it was, bit. It was not, they weren't leading until the 92nd minute. So, yeah, incredible scenes. And uh, for bomb proofs that we've done on the show, it's two in a row. Yeah, it is. For anyone who didn't listen or perhaps didn't get on, we had Bournemouth. Um, they won 4-0. We had Burnley, who comfortably ran out 2-0 winners. And then we had Forest Green at home to Crew, And it looked like it was dead and... They were 2-1 down going into the last 10 minutes and managed to turn it around. And yeah, as Tom said, 92nd minute, we all go home happy with uh, about a 9-1 to treble winner. I mean, I, I pocketed about 96, I yeah. think, from that. So yeah, beautiful treble, uh, great drama as well. Uh, it's the best way to win. Yeah, jeez, so, yeah. it's not good it for the awesome. heart, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 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 ninety minutes running up to that not ideal, but the ninety second <laughs> minute it, it makes it all worthwhile. So yeah, great win for you, superb. And uh, can we make it a hat trick of bombproof trebles that are successful recorded on the podcast? Let's Hopefully. find out. Hopefully, I think I've got, I'm definitely confident in my one this week, and it pays very well as well. Woo! I'm excited. Let's roll on with the Premier League. Absolutely. Let's dive straight in. And uh, we're going to start this week at uh, the Friday night game. And that is West Ham at home to Leicester. So Friday night, 8 o'clock kickoff. West Ham 17 to 10. The draw 23 to 10. And Leicester 31 to 20. Things did not really go to plan for Moisey last week, did they? No, not at all. I honestly think that he's unfortunately, got a bit of a losing mentality at what, the moment. From Sunderland? From United. So, I think if you go back, he's always been a bit of a butt of the joke. Yeah. He went in, he, you know, obviously took over from Fergie, reigning champions, finished outside of Europe or whatever he did. So, he already started that kind of bad circle. Then he goes to Real Sociedad, carries on, not really doing well. Yeah. Then he goes to Sunderland, does even worse. And I honestly think that he just has a stigma and like a, a reputation for being like a, a loser, pretty much. Like someone who's capable of sending teams just one way. I was very surprised that he got a job such as West Ham. I don't see it being a fit at all. And I said it on the podcast uh, last week, West Ham seventeen to ten at home to Leicester, draw twenty three to ten. Leicester thirty one to twenty. I'm looking at Leicester. Yeah, I think certainly if Leicester take the lead, especially early on, you know that the crowd at West Ham are going to get right on their backs, and it is not going to be a good atmosphere for for the home team to play in whatsoever. You know. I think Leicester could consider themselves a little bit unlucky last week against Man City because I don't know if you've seen all of the highlights, but Man City could easily have been down to 10 men after like two minutes when company hacked down Vardy when he was 3-1-1. Yeah, Um, yeah. 
But, uh, so, you know, they put up a, a good showing against City. They didn't get turned over. Uh, they had some chances. Um, so, yeah, Leicester are looking very good. And at 31-20, to 20, it's, it's not a bad price at all, considering how bad West Ham are at the moment. Yeah, and I think playing away from home suits Leicester and uh, Vardy, Mares, Damari Gray a lot more. Uh, they've only actually uh, been beaten twice away from home. One was 4-3 on the opening night of the Premier League. Yeah. And the other was 2-0 away at United when they were uh, firing on all cylinders. So, yeah, they're, they're good on the road, Leicester. And uh, I, I, I fancy them to win that game, definitely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet against that, to be honest. I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better for West Ham United. Let's move on then to the Saturday fixtures. Uh, the first of which comes at 3 o'clock. No lunchtime fixture on Saturday this week. And we've got Crystal Palace at home to Stoke. Palace 21 to 20, the draw 23 to 10, and Stoke a 13 to 5. Now, another game where Palace, you know, they're playing a team that's not too far above them in the league, and they'll be be looking at this one as as a must win, really, to try and claw back some points on the teams above them. Yeah, home games against you know Stoke and all, all those kind of teams. That is really when you've got to make your mark, isn't it? That's yeah. really when you've got to got to get those points on the board. Um, Stoke surprised me, managing to get a two-all draw um, away at Brighton. They did really well as well. I think they yeah. took the lead twice and got yeah, pegged back twice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and since since they went into that Watford game, when me and you had Watford down as absolute oh, bankers, yeah. yeah, they've got a win and two draws. So there's signs they're turning the corner. Uh, for me, I wouldn't bet on this game at all. If I had to, I think I would go for a draw. Yeah, I've got down the same here, the draw. But likewise, it, there's much better games to bet on this week. Great game last week, by the way, Palace-Everton. We were tied when you said Palace would win. I said I'm going to stick my neck out that Everton would win. And that was a real ding-dong Desmond, wasn't it? And uh, we it said it'll really be typical was. that it'll end up a draw. <laughs> yeah. Looks like Unsworth is going to keep the position as well. Yeah. Um, still no official word, I don't think. No, no, not that I've seen. No, so still kind of Unsworth in limbo. So, yeah, interesting to see how that develops as well. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on then to Old Trafford and check out the odds for this one. Man United are the... The very, very short price of one to seven. The draw is thirteen to two, and Brighton are a big sixteen to one. Pretty understandably, to be honest, I can't see Brighton winning. And Manu are absolutely unbackable at that price, but I do expect them to win. I do expect them to win, but I think one to one to three is is fairer. I think that's a uh, just an unrealistic price. And I think purely it's United at home against a promoter team. Brighton are yeah. no mugs. Uh, they're unbeaten in their last five games. Two wins, three draws. Uh, they've really found their feet and find themselves 10th in the table. 16-1 to one is just madness. I'm not That's saying huge. for one second Brighton are going to go there and win. I think United will win. But those odds are just just unrealistic. Yeah, I can't see this one being being a route. If you if you look at one to seven, you think, Jesus, the difference between these two teams, it's going to be five nil or six nil, you know, something like that. But 
I could see maybe a 2 or a 3 0. You've got to remember, Brighton didn't get rolled over against City either. That was just a 2 0 win for City uh, back on opening day, actually, I think that was. But Pogba makes a difference, doesn't he? You see that last weekend. He comes back, they start scoring a lot more goals. He's involved, he gets on the score sheet. Maybe that's factoring into the price a bit, and the return of Ibra as well is, is factoring into that. Maybe. Uh, I still don't think. Uh, I think it's a bit of an insult to Brighton. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd agree. Personally, just yeah, betting on it is obviously completely and utterly pointless. Right then, let's move on then to Newcastle versus Watford. Newcastle six to five, the draw twenty three to ten, and Watford twenty three to ten. Another game where it's it's actually quite tough to call. Newcastle winless in three. And we do speak about quite often how Watford are a lot better when they're not under any pressure and they're not really expected to win. We saw that last week against West Ham and you'd kind of say that they're not really expected to win away at Newcastle either. No. Um, where do you where do you go with this game? I honestly don't know what, what to even recommend. You've got Newcastle... Relatively stubborn and organised as every Rafa team seems to be. Um, and they're, they're having a good season. Then you've got Watford on the flip side. They're also having a great season, but wildly inconsistent. Uh, I think you'd be a very brave man to bet yeah. on anything in this game. Yeah. Um, if I had to, to pick, I'd, oh, I'd probably go for Watford. But um, that's only looking at the fact they've they beat Bournemouth away, they beat Southampton away, they beat Swansea away, uh, drew with West Brom. So, you know, they've, they've not done too badly against those kind of teams that are mid to lower mid-table so far this season, away from home, where the pressure's not really been on them as much. And they have they have players like uh, Richarlison, who, against a Newcastle, is a difference maker. Yeah. And he's a match winner. Whereas Newcastle, I don't really see them with any match winners. Uh, Richardson obviously can't do it every week against the top sides, but uh, he looks a real, real like kind of next level player. So yeah, if I had to choose, I would also go with the Hornets. Cool. So let's move on then to what I think is probably the best price for a team you're going to get this weekend in the Premier League. Um, and this is Swansea against Bournemouth. Swansea are thirteen to eight. The draw is eleven to five. And here's the price I really like: Bournemouth at seventeen to ten. They're the outsiders for this one. And you know I can't fathom why when you think Swansea have lost five in a row. Bournemouth have won four out of the last five, including the four 0 win with ten men against Huddersfield last weekend. I just don't see why Bournemouth are outsiders for this one. It's, it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Bournemouth have really turned a corner because they were struggling early on. And what has really impressed me is defensively. So they've conceded four goals in their last six games. That includes games against Tottenham and Chelsea where they lost 1-0 on both occasions. So at the back, they have really, really improved. Yeah. And yeah, Swansea are absolutely hapless at the moment. Um, especially at home. And yeah, 17 to 10, I have it down here. Best value in the Premier League Yeah, this weekend. 
I don't know if you've seen as well, the Swansea owners have said they'll give Paul Clement time to turn it around, which, which is refreshing to hear. But do you think he can turn it around? Um, no. No, I think I think Swansea are going to be going to be going down. I think with the new owners, ever since they've been in, there's been an ill feeling at that club. Kind of go back to when it was, uh, you know, Jenkins and Loudrup and yeah. those those kind of guys, and when they got to the uh, what well, was called the Capital One Cup back then, I think when they got to the final, they won it. I just think. You know, there's that feeling where they were like locally owned. Now they're owned by Americans that don't really seem to give a monkey. It's more bothered about putting people like Bob Bradley in. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just think there's an ill feeling. And sometimes it doesn't matter how many Renato Sanchez's you have. Yeah. Well. If there's an ill feeling around the club, no one can perform well. They don't want any Renato Sanchez's this season because he's been absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I was really expecting yeah. big stuff from him. Yeah, me too. Goes to show why he's out on loan. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Everyone's praising Swansea and thinking, whoa, I was thinking it, what a signing, signing the window. But no. Yeah. I was wrong. Well, no, he's... <laughs> maybe he'd do better in a better team. There's still hope for him, but yeah. I was expecting him to drag Swansea uh, a little better. Yeah, me too. I just want to touch on uh, the absolute moron that is Simon Francis from last weekend as well, whilst we're on the topic of Bournemouth. What an absolute idiot. Gains, his team's 2-0 up and he gets himself sent off in like the the fourth minute of first half added time. It's it's ridiculous. Look for, at a, it. For, a, for a captain yeah. and someone who's, I think he's 34 years of age. Yeah. Inexcusable. Yeah. Um, that could have gone horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. Yeah. It's a good job they played Huddersfield, who had absolutely zero to offer. And yeah, it could have gone really badly. And uh, I'm pretty sure he'll know. And Eddie Howe will let him know. Bournemouth fans on social media certainly let him know. <laughs> Half time yeah, last I weekend. I can imagine. <laughs> oh God, I can imagine. And I certainly let you know what I thought of him, cause considering they're on the bomb-proof treble. Considering on the bomb proof and everything in that game seemed to be almost close to being sewn up. Wow. I did not expect them to go on and win in the way they did. But they did do. Thank yep. God, because they uh, brought the treble home. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, hopefully we'll have uh, no repeats of that from... Well, we won't have it from him because he won't be playing. So that's probably just as well. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to um, Wembley. And that is Spurs against West Bromwich Albion. Managerless West Bromwich Albion. Well, say managerless, Gary Megson's there, but I guess you may as well have no manager if you've got Gary Megson in charge. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> um, Spurs, Spurs I'd, are rather, to... I'd rather have Tony Pulis' corpse in charge than <laughs> Gary Megson. <laughs> Tottenham are 1-4. to four. Um, The draw is 9-2 to two and West Brom are 11-1. to one. Surely... Nothing other than a Spurs win here and uh, the Baggies' dismal, dismal run is going to continue. Yeah, Gary Megson, incredibly uninspiring caretaker manager. Just a bit. Um, still living off what he did in, I think it was like 2000, and maybe 2000, 2001, 
what he did with West Brom. My God, he, yeah, he, I don't know how he's still involved in Premier League football. I, I just don't get it. Um, I, think, I think he's mates with think Tony Pulis. Yeah, well, what do you think to the sacking of a uh, fresh trainer, TP? My initial namesake, isn't he? T, old TP. Yeah. Um, Buddy, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss his bright white trainers. They are <laughs> unbelievable. I've never seen fresh out of the box every Saturday morning. <laughs> um, do you reckon the kit man gets him fresh trainers and a hat for every game? Must do. Must do. He's like JD's <laughs> number think, one customer, anyway? isn't he? He needs to get like a sponsorship deal with JD. He does. Him and Arsene Wenger. Arsene can do the long coat. <laughs> the Michelin man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what do you think to uh, Pulis? You can't really blame them considering the run that they've been on. But th- the funny thing is, if he wasn't in charge before, he's the kind of person that they'd be looking in to get in now. Um, which is the weird bit about it, I think. But um, yeah, he looked a defeated man in press conferences for the last few weeks. He can't, He kind of said, you know... It's up to the owners. They're going to do what they're going to do. I can't affect it. It's, they're going to do what's best for the club. That kind of thing. So he, it seemed like he saw it coming. I'm not surprised, but I do like Tony. And there's always going to be a job in the Premier League for someone with his skill set of keeping teams up and just surviving. So I think he'll be fine. I have a little, little bit of a contradiction. Okay. I personally think it was the right decision. Reason reason being, I feel like he he's great at getting a team out of trouble. He's like Big Sam. Yeah. Okay. Him and Big Sam are the go-to for getting people out of trouble. And I know exactly what you're saying. Like someone will probably pick up Pulis to get him out of trouble and to get him up the table. Would you say but would you only... like, rule out him going to like a Swansea? No, no, I don't think the Swansea players would suit him. Uh, I don't think that's the right position for him. He doesn't want Rocky Mazers. He wants Claudio Jacobs. So <laughs> I don't think that's a that's a good move for him. But I could see someone else yeah. taking him on. However, when you hire Tony Pulis, okay, it's a short to medium appointment. Yeah. So. Deep down in your heart, you know that Tony Pulis, once he gets you to like ninth or tenth, that is his Premier League winners medal. Like that that's as far as he can take a team. Yeah. Like on and I don't care what people say, but that brand of football and playing that many tall, slow players who you know, being good from set pieces, being very physical. Like there's only so far that can take you. Eventually, you're gonna have to get, you know, the, the, the wizards, the match winners, the people that are capable of turning a game and doing that bit of magic. And uh, yeah, for me, that kind of level of player and that style of player will only ever get them so far. So I think Pulis has come in. He's done a good job, slightly on a downward spiral, but it's not gonna get any better. And it's time to look at someone who can improve them, not just after two yeah. or three years, after four or five. Yeah, no, I understand that. And I, I agree that he's got his ceiling. Um, but I'm just looking at the managerial odds here now. 
And by far and away, the favourite, one to five, is Alan Pardew. Why? I don't know. Why? But, Why? But after that, uh, you're come looking Come on, at who's next? Martin O'Neill, eight to one. Sam Allardyce, eight to one. Jesus, Jesus you, you may as well have kept Pulis if they're going to go down that route. Bloody um, hell! Who's De- next? Derek McInnes. Okay, some a little bit different. Okay, next. Michael O'Neill. Yeah, I'd like to see him uh, given an opportunity. See what he can do. I like that. Next. Nigel Pearson. Yeah. Now we're getting boring. Now we're, now we're getting with the same motley crew that are linked with every job. Yeah, for me... Who's, who's Graham first... Potter? Graham Potter. Graham who? Graham Potter. <laughs> I have no idea. Who's Graham Potter? Well, he's 25 to 1. Google it. Graham Potter, I don't know. We're going to find out for your profit, Chasers, because none of us know who Graham Potter is. Right, Graham Potter is an English former footballer who is head coach of Swedish Allsvenskan club Ostersunds FK. What? <laughs> you literally can't make that up. He must have been a West Brom player. Surely. Uh, Google it. Sorry about his profit chases. We, yes, he was. He we was. like to do we like to do our research, but it stops <laughs> at Graham Potter. Um <laughs> Yeah, he played for West Brom between 97 and 2000, but he made 43 appearances. Um, he's from Solihull, oh. so he's from the, the West Midlands, Birmingham-ish area. So, yeah, he, local local kind of boy, I think, who seems to be doing all right in Europe for a team I've never really heard of before. Do you know what? Fair play. Like, uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, just a, a coach, you know, like a David Unsworth. Oh, he's in the setup, so let's give him the job. Yeah. Um, but you know what? He's gone out. He's doing his thing in Sweden. Yeah. And uh, yeah, good for him. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm, re- I, I'm reading. I wouldn't here. mind seeing that. He he took over them in the fourth tier of Swedish football in 2010, and they're now in uh, the Swedish Premier League. They've won the Swedish Cup, and they're now in the Europa League. Holy. So nice. he's, he's done okay, really well. I do apologise, Graham. Yeah. Sounds like a, uh, a good up in. and coming manager. Get Graham in. Yeah, Graham in. Hashtag Graham in. <laughs> anyway, we've got a bit sidetracked. Let's get back to Saturday's games. Um, yes. The final one for Saturday is uh, the biggest game of the day, really. That's Liverpool against Chelsea. So Liverpool 23-20, to the draw 12-5. to and Chelsea twenty three to ten. If you fancy Chelsea, there's certainly very good odds at over two to one. And you've got to be thinking as well. How much effect will the three all draw against Sevilla after being three 0 up at half time and throwing it away? Is that going to have an effect on Liverpool? Because you think it certainly might. Sevilla Stanbull. Apparently that it's been called. Sevilla Stanbull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah. Not not ideal. Klopp was surprisingly optimistic and upbeat. Uh, he's probably trying to hide something. For the result, I would just go very safe. And the, the odds do reflect this. Uh, both teams to score 8-13. to 13, So definitely seen better odds for that. But I, I honestly can't call um, 
between the three. Hazard last weekend, by the way, was absolutely scintillating. Yeah. And if he goes anywhere near a Lovren, a Clavin, or anything like that, it's game over. Yeah, I'd agree. Both teams to score, mate, is is the one. I don't think eight to thirteen is that's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be when you're about to read it out. I was thinking it might be more like one to two. So yeah, eight to thirteen's not not too bad. I'll take that. I think it would definitely okay. come in. Uh, right, on to Sunday then. We've got three games on Sunday. So the first is one thirty. Southampton versus Everton. Southampton five to six. The draw five to two, and Everton ten to three. Uh, how can you see this one going? I can tell you right this second. This will be closely followed by Newcastle Watford. This will be the worst game of the whole Premier League weekend. Yeah. Southampton. Everyone. We all know how how boring they are. You know they they're trying to trying to progress and you know it's hard for them. We all know they lose players every year and managers and stuff. It's just not happening this year. And Everton, uh, although they you know they're unbeaten in the last two. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of this on, streak we're going for, is it now? <laughs> that's the kind of streak we're going for. Um, they they we're recording this on a Wednesday night. They are they have a Europa League fixture. To fulfill, which they're already out of, and they've already finished bottom of. So, who knows what will happen there? Uh, I'd probably go for. I'd probably go for the draw. Um, it's five to two. I, I would probably just go for that, to be honest. I would go for um, Everton double chance, and that is nine to ten. I don't know what you think to that one. Reason being, I feel like Everton are starting to turn a bit of a corner. And I don't just don't see the threat from Southampton whatsoever. I feel like every single home game this season, they're way too short in the odds um, compared to how good they actually are. They've won three games all season, home and away. They've got one win in their last seven. They haven't scored in five of their seven home games in all competitions this season. They're just not very good. And I always think that they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're way too to short. To summarise. Yeah. So do you think at nine to ten double chance? Do you reckon that's that's worth a, worth a shot? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, I I'm not really confident either way, but uh, Southampton are a really dull and quite frankly quite poor side. You're right. The Gabby Adini purple patch has has gone. Van Dyke doesn't look interested. The tactics are slow. Yeah, for me, Everton. If you had to, and I think double chance. Is a very, very, very good idea. Cool. Right, okay, so uh, next game on Sunday is Burnley v Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal are uh, <laughs> one to two. Uh, Burnley five to one. <laughs> I think this <laughs> this takes an incredibly brave man to bet on Arsenal. Yeah. Burnley five to one. The draw ten to three and Arsenal one to two. I think you've got to be incredibly confident in Arsenal to to bet on them there, aren't you? Yeah. Well, the big question is why cannot Arsenal produce the same performance every single week as they did last weekend against Spurs? Because they were so good against a, a Spurs side that just went up to the races whatsoever. But those performances yeah. are so few and far between. I guess that's what's got them the price of one to two, but I won't be backing them. They're just not consistent enough at that level. 
at all. Especially and, especially away from home. Yeah. At the Emirates, uh, they are currently on the strongest winning run or unbeaten run since they moved into the stadium. Really? Uh, yes. So they've broken a stadium record oh, wow. uh, for the best run of form. Away from home, they are a little bit more shaky. And let's not forget, by the way, Burnley are very decent. Very decent. Yeah. Really, really decent. Um, so, yeah, from, it's going to be a very interesting game. I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, what happens in this game. Uh, but honestly, I could see all three uh, results happening. If you had to push me, I would go for a draw and I'd go for 10-3. to 3. Um, If I was really pushed, I'd go for Burnley double chance. and Another double chance I'm going to throw in there. That's 29-20. to 20. For the Burnley, Burnley to win or Burnley to draw. I think we've got to remember as well, they've played four of the top sides already this season. They lost to City, um, they beat Chelsea, and they drew away at Liverpool and away at Spurs. So that's you know they've they've held their own really well against the top sides so far this season. And they're yeah. they're they're four sides who you would say arguably arguably are all better than Arsenal. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah. Daesh is he's took him to a whole new level and I, I'm such an admirer of what he's doing and uh, I I can't bet against Burnley um, but also you know I can't bet for him either no it's, it's a tough game to call that one uh, which leads us on to a game which probably won't be as tough to call it's the final game of the weekend it's four o'clock on Sunday it's Huddersfield at home to Man City Huddersfield Probably the biggest price I've ever seen a home team in the Premier League. Uh, they're fourteen to one. The draw is six to one, and Man City are one to six. Surely Huddersfield can't do the double over the Manchester clubs, can they? No, no, absolutely not. I know they did it over United, but United had a very, you know, a couple of games before that they'd stumbled a little bit. And they were kind of just coming off their stride, and Huddersfield caught them at the right time. It's not going to happen with this City team. No way. They're absolutely frightening. They're on a whole new level to anyone else. They've scored 40 goals in the Premier League in 12 games, okay? And that is 13 more than the next team, which is Manchester United. And they've conceded seven in those 12 games which is the second best defence in a league, one behind United. So they're just absolutely formidable. And I think they're going to do them three, four, five, to be honest. Yeah, I can't see anything other than a very comfortable City win here. Uh, Yeah, so that, I think, wraps up the Premier League. You got anything else to add? No, uh, I'm ready for the next tier. Well, we're not going to go to the next tier. We're going to have a little bit interlude for a bit of trivia, Tom. Oh, okay. You've caught me off guard. <laughs> this is earlier, earlier than anticipated. Yeah, well, I've got to keep you on your toes, haven't I? Oh, so, you have, mate. Okay, far away. This is a section of the show where I test Tom's knowledge of either historical football facts, recent goings-on, uh, whatever. So this week we're going to be looking at news that's happened in the last week in, in the footballing world. So there's four questions. Tom, just give a 
give a little pause before you answer just so the profit chasers get the chance to have a little go themselves. We'll see if you can improve on the 50% you got last week and the week before that. <laughs> Fire away. So we'll start with a pretty easy one. I think you'll get this, to be honest. Which team's fans keep calling 999 after each football match because of poor performances? West Ham. Yep. Ding. So West Ham. Easy. Absolutely pathetically ridiculous. <laughs> Move on. Okay. I don't think you'll get this one. <laughs> okay. In a recent interview, which former Premier League striker said he retired because he prefers barbecues and beer and he wants to pursue a life in rock and roll? <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever this was is an absolute icon. <laughs> well, he, he's not. <laughs> okay. Um... Barbecue. He just loves barbecues, does he? And beer and rock and roll. <laughs> Only because he retired today and he's always had a little bit of a flabby belly. I'm going to go for the Yakubu. <laughs> <laughs> um, no? No, no, it's not Yakubu. <laughs> who, who is it? It's, it's Danny Osvaldo. What? He retired? Yeah, he, he's retired. Apparently he's been playing for Boca Juniors in Argentina and he, and he retired, uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I think now. To pursue barbecue and beers? Yeah, the finer things in life. I mean, I, I love a barbecue and I love beer. <laughs> okay, very odd quote. Okay, yeah, didn't get that one. Sorry, Yakubu, if you're listening. Okay. Which League One player scored twice, got subbed, and then went to see the birth of his child all in the same evening? Ryan Colclough. Ding! Correct, Mr. Walker. Yes. I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah, scores two, story. then goes and uh, seals the hat-trick with birth of his kids. That that was awesome. Yeah, what, what an evening. What a day. We'll never forget that, will he? No. Um, okay, and the final one. A club in English football have given their player, who is called Yado Mambo, the number five shirt to be auctioned off in charity. So then it's like the the, the old song, Mambo number five, on his shirt. Yeah. Which club does he play for? Oh, God. It, they wear red. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to... Oh, God. I really, really, really... I know this. It's going to drive me insane. Is it Ebb's Fleet? No, it's Fleetwood. You got Fleetwood? The, you got the fleet in there. I thought it was... Uh, Is it Ebb's Fleet? Ebb's Fleet. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Google. Can you Google it? Yeah, I'm going to. Because I swear to God, Tom Pipkin, if you've got another question wrong, <laughs> I swear he's non-league. I'm pretty sure he plays non-league. Uh, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody sack the quizmaster. The quizmaster is an absolute joke. What the hell is going joke. on? The quizmaster eh? is an absolute joke. The quizmaster just needs to do one. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I know it's non-league. That was the first thing that went in my head. <laughs> then I thought they wear red, and I'm thinking it's not Wrexham. 
and I'm going through the teams, and you come out with Fleetwood. I'm thinking, has <laughs> Mambo just got an absolute gigantic transfer to League One? <laughs> Bloody hell. Blame the article. Anyway. Though, Blame the article. I swear it's a Fleetwood. <laughs> You're normally so good with your research as well. Come on, it's 11 o'clock. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on then to the championship. Yep. Okay, so I'll let you have first pick. What do you fancy most from here? So, first one that I fancy is a team that I think is finally, finally getting it together. And that is Aston Villa. So, Aston Villa, I don't think I've backed them since we started this podcast. uh, Because they've been so... They've just been performing under par. Now they're fourth in the league. Uh, they've won four of their last six, uh, and they're facing an Ipswich side who, you know, are no mugs. They're not a pushover. They're in ninth place, but I think that Villa are finally clicking. Villa are four to seven, and uh, yeah, for me, the villains are going to seal that one. Yeah, the only caveat I'll add to that is Steve Bruce has said this week that he's currently going through one of the worst injury crises that, I, that he's ever seen. So, uh, yeah, yes. a, lot, a lot of key I, I players fully, out of Villa. I am fully aware. However, that same crisis, although it, you know there's one or two players extra, that carried him through away at QPR thanks to Albert Adoma. So I think if they can come away, away from home, QPR have a win then I think they'll be Ipswich at home. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. After you? Well, you you can't look any further than Wolves at home to Bolton being absolutely captain obvious, can you? But at 3-10, to 10, Wolves are pretty unbackable at that price, unless you're going to look in the handicap market. Um, so I'll move on to something with a little bit more value, and that is Fulham at home to Millwall. They're five to six. So I'm going kind of off the back of Fulham winning 5-4 away at Sheffield United in midweek. And I'm hoping that that's going to kickstart their season. And uh, they should, on paper, if they can score five away at Sheffield United, they should be able to beat Millwall at home, who are really, really poor travellers. Ryan Sessegnon, what a player. What a player. 17. What on earth was I doing when I was 17? Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, we don't want to tell the podcast what you were doing at 17, probably. <laughs> so you don't want that, don't want that being aired. <laughs> no, move on. Ryan Sessegnon, um, yeah, much more successful than most of us at the tender age of 17. Transformed to a winger. Um, so... I th- I'm not sure whether he's a left back or a left winger now. Um, he's probably capable of just doing both. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. 17 years old, English, scoring a hat trick away at one of the hardest, uh, hardest grounds to go to in the league. Uh, you got to be proud, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's go. Poor Leon Clark as well, scoring a hat trick himself in that same game and. He's ended up on the losing side. Surely there's not many players who, who can do that. No. Our hero, Leon. He won us a, uh, won us a bomb proof before, hasn't he? With yes, his, he uh, did. He did. With his four goals. I'm going to stick on the subject of Sheffield United, by the way. And yep. I'm going to stick with them. 
Yeah, they're playing at five thirty, so they are the late kickoff in the championship. Uh, they've got Birmingham City at home. Birmingham, uh, in their last game, they beat our boys Forest one nil at St Andrews. By all accounts, they didn't really threaten. They scored a goal from a bit of a mistake in midfield from Forest. However, they were not completely dominated, but Forest were definitely the better side. And I think that in that crazy result for Sheffield United, they're going to want to put that right in front of their home fans. And uh, they're four to seven, and I think they'll do the business over Birmingham. Yeah, I'd agree definitely. I want to get your thoughts on Sunderland because Chris Coleman has been officially announced. So they're away at Burton. They're twenty nine to twenty. Do you think he's the right man for the job? Absolutely. I think I think it's a great appointment, and I, I think they should be grateful that they've got him. I think if he'd have waited a little bit longer, he'd have got a Premier League job, without doubt. Sunderland, for me, are the that that's both the hardest and the most undesirable job in English football right now. Yeah, the the team is an absolute mess. They've got players that they need to get rid of in an absolute abundance. Uh, they've got owners that are not really coughing up the money. It's a gigantic challenge, but it's a it's a great challenge. And I think Coleman's, his man management and his enthusiasm and his positivity, I think you know we'll see Sunderland safe this season. And then, you know, like Villa, it's taken them a couple of seasons. I think... Yeah, a few seasons down the road, you'll start seeing Sunderland creeping up the table. Yeah, no, I'd agree. This is like one of those situations where I'm football manager where you'd love to dive in and save them from the drop and then take them up in a few seasons' time. But um, Chris Coleman's already said he wants to get rid of the players who aren't up for it pretty quick, which is definitely the right way to go because that's something, as you said, the club desperately needs. They're 8-15 to to beat the drop, so... You know, it's clear they've got quality in that squad with a bit of guidance and, uh, you know, sorting out the pack there, getting rid of the deadwood. They're definitely going to start moving up the, up the table. Do you think they'll beat Burton 20, 29 to 20? Yeah. Yeah, I think they will. I think, especially away from home, they've been slightly better. Slightly better. Yeah. Still poor but slightly better. It's home where they've got the big issue. Yeah. Um, and Burton have are just yeah but for me this is a season Burton go down I'd, I'd agree um, they look kind of yeah. short of ideas short of luck short of confidence they're not really replaced yeah. you know losing key players like Jackson Irvine not really replaced him um, and they're definitely nope. seeing uh, the loss of that it's really hard for them by the way they're oh, Burton yeah. and Albion they, they, they've they can't attract any relatively decent players they have to sign people that are kind of got points to prove or been told they're not good enough everywhere else. They're performing miracles to be in the second tier. Twenty-three at the worst case, twenty-three places below a Premier League team. Yeah. So they're doing absolute miracles. I think it may be just be you know coming to a, a halt a little bit, like Yeovil when they are in the Championship. Incredible yeah. achievement, but. Realistically, it, it can't last. No, no, you're right. Any more which take your fancy? Nobody, no. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for me. 
Right, me too. So let's roll straight on to League One. Don't know about you, but it's tough again in League One this week. It's been that way for a number of weeks now. It's I look at the fixture list and I go, oh, tough one to call. Oh, tough one to call. Ooh. Yeah, it, it really is. There are hardly any games that I'm really, really going to tip. I think the most outstanding game that we're going to tip uh, this week. Uh, I mean, well, I'm speaking for myself, but I can only imagine you're going to echo me, is Blackburn Rovers. Yep, definitely. So you got Blackburn Rovers. They're three to four. They're at home to Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers have actually lost five on the spin. So, yeah, not really what we're after in, in no. terms of form for them. Blackburn, obviously, they had a stuttering start. Probably just a bit of a realisation that, you know, they're in the third tier. They've got a few new players and things like that, uh, trying to blood some youngsters. They're now up to sixth. Um, they do have two games in hand on Scunthorpe in third, Bradford in fifth. So if they won both of the games in hand, uh, they could actually be sat in third place. So they're starting to get it together. Yeah, Led by midfield maestro Bradley Dack, I think that Blackburn at 3-4 to four are the better at a weekend in League One. Yeah, I'd agree, to be honest. Um, another one, this is the only other thing that I've picked out from League One this weekend. Um, I've got the Plymouth double chance at 11-8. to eight. So Plymouth are away at Portsmouth. Um, they're actually, Portsmouth are actually very, very short odds. I think it's really tight from the bookies there. They're four to seven, which is the shortest price of the league um, over the whole weekend. Plymouth, on, on the other hand, seventeen to four. If you wanted them on the nose, and I just can't understand, apart from the fact that they won the FA Cup, why Portsmouth are such short odds? Um, that is it. I know we say it every week, Prophet Chases. You're probably sick of us saying it. It's because they won the FA Cup and they had Sully Montari. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, They've lost four out of the last six games. They've won the other two. Plymouth, on the other hand, they've just got the one loss in eight. Um, and that was last which is, weekend. Which is when I backed them. When Tom Walker gave them the kiss of death. Um, but they did get a straight red card after 15 minutes at 0-0. And that, was, that just did it for them. They just collapsed from, from then on. But um, when they've got 11 men on the pitch, they have been doing very well. Uh, and that is underlined by by winning on Tuesday night at home to home to Northampton, their their relegation rivals. And let's not forget the week before that they went away to Bradford and won one nil. So if you can go away to Bradford and win, you can definitely go away to Portsmouth and get at least a draw, in my book. Absolutely, I think that's a really really solid pick uh, that you've come up with there. Yeah. Absolutely great. Um, I only had the one game wrote down for League One. So for me, I'm ready to move on. Yep, let's go to, to League Two. Um, I'll mm. pick first. Oh, FGR. So who are FGR? Who are FGR are 100% in my camp for this week. Oh, absolutely. Um, Forest Green Rovers. They. When they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bloody awful. But <laughs> right, recently, they have started to turn it around a little bit. 
uh, especially at home. They're much better at home than they are away from home. And they are they're at home this weekend against Cheltenham Town. Uh, Cheltenham, they're 16th. Forest Green are 20th. But that may be represented in why you can get Forest Green at 17 to 10. Cheltenham have zero problems going forward. But at the back, they are absolutely woeful. And I really, really, really fancy Forest Green to do the business. Yep, I completely agree with that. Completely agree. I think the great odds, 17 to 10, considering how good Forest Green have been recently, especially at home. Christian Doidge is absolutely on fire. We think he's yep. one of the top scorers in the league now. 17 to 10, yeah, I love it. I love that price, and I love Forest Green. Oh, yeah, I I love Forest Green. <laughs> I love. I could. I literally couldn't wait to to get it off my chest. I wanted I to go first. For, I wanted to go first for this league, but you jumped in there because I was going to go for Forest oh, Green. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. Uh, you can you can have them next week because we'll probably bet on them again next yes, week. Yes. Okay. Deal. It's good though. It's good when they when you get a team that's down there, but they're you know they're. They've picked up their form. You can really capitalise. Yeah. Uh, the prices are big because they're still down there, but you know they're they're capable of turning turning teams over. And you know, home against a Cheltenham team that don't really trouble too many teams. Oh, it's, it's dreamland. Yeah, absolutely. We also have to remember as well. These two have already played each other in the Football League trophy and. Uh, FGR, the mighty FGR, ran out 2-1 winners. So there is form to this one. Okay, my pick. I'm going to go for... It's a pretty obvious one, and the odds absolutely stink. But Wickham at home to Yeovil. Wickham at 11-20. to 20, So just, just over 1-2. to two. That's tight. Oh, it is, it, it, that is harsh odds. To be, Yeovil aren't the best side in the, in the league, but... You know, Wickham have problems conceding goals and they're in eighth place, so they're not exactly at the top. But um, Wickham should definitely win here. They won at home last weekend. They won 4-0 against Crawley when I tipped them on the last podcast. And I think they'll do the business again. Similar scoreline, 2-3, maybe even 4 uh, against the Yeovil side, which don't travel particularly well. Yeah, look. <laughs> Odds do stink a little bit. You are right, um, but yeah, I do fancy Wickham there. Uh, I'm going to go for a game that, on paper, looks like an absolute sure bet, fire winner. Oh, it, it looks so convincing. Yeah, it's not going to be easy, but I do fancy Mansfield Town. So Mansfield have actually won their last five games in a row. So they're really on fire at the moment. They're 13 to 20, and they're at home against Chesterfield. So you'd look at the table, you would see Chesterfield propping up the Football League in 24th. However, since Jack Lester has come in, Chesterfield have really picked up. More at home, but away from home, they are capable of the odd result. So I will put my neck out and say Mansfield will win, but also... I don't want people to think it's going to be nice and easy because it plainly won't be. Is this a little local derby, Mansfield Chesterfield? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, the fans absolutely hate each other. Yeah, uh, no idea why. Uh, 
is it geographical? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, different. Historical. Geographical. It's not too far away. Yeah, this is quite a big derby, hence why it kicks off at 1 pm. Um, so, yeah, it will be a, a big game as well. Hmm. Okay. Uh, another one from me, Notts County. They're evens. They're at home to Colchester. Uh, Notts County sitting second in the league at the moment, just nestled in nicely behind Luton. Colchester, no mugs. Not a bad side, but I do think County are going to have too much on the day, especially at home. And if you look at the last four heads-to-heads between the side at Notts County, uh, County have won 3-1, 2-1, 2-0 and 3-1. So it's not a happy hunting ground for Colchester. I think there's a couple of, a uh, bit more, you know, Luton should win. 13-20 away at Crew, but uh, again, the odds aren't great. They've got Coventry at home to Crawley. Coventry are 3-5. to five. Again, they probably should win. It's a weekend where you expect a lot of the teams up, up towards the top of the league winning uh, this weekend if it goes to the form book. I just don't trust Coventry. I don't trust um, them. Nor do I've I. bet on them numerous times this season and uh, I think they've probably come through once, if that. Yeah. Uh, very incapable of scoring. And, yeah, I wouldn't be going anywhere near Coventry, but you should definitely tip them. Yeah. So that, I think, wraps up all of the leagues. So shall we hit the profit chasers with those bomb-proof trebles? Absolutely. So for the new listeners, and just to remind our loyal listeners, this is the part of the show where me and Tom are going to put together all of this research that we've just shared with you, and we're going to pick out a bomb-proof treble each. So at the end of the season, we're going to total up how much we would have won as a show. And we're also going to go head-to-head. We're on a two-bomb-proof winning run for Bomb-Proof Trebles released on the podcast. So we're going for the podcast hat trick. Tom Pipkin, take it away. Really, really pleased with this treble this weekend. I think it's looking really good. Start again with the Premier League. And we're going to go back to Bournemouth who did so well for us last weekend. Uh, they're 17-10 to 10 away at Swansea. Should definitely win that one. Um, again, we're sticking with the team from last weekend. That's the mighty Forest Green Rovers, home to Cheltenham, and another team that's 17-10. to 10. And then finally, we're going for League One, and it's Blackburn at home to the woeful Bristol Rovers, and they're 3-4. to four. And £10 on that pays £128 back. Oh my God, get me on it. That is a mammoth mammoth payout. Oh my God, I will be all over that on Saturday. That's huge. Huge, isn't it? It's mad. Huge. I love that. That's superb. Thanks. Well, I can't really match you for returns (laughs) on the Bomboof Trebles. Uh, However, I'm hoping that I will be able to register a winner myself. So I am going to go for Sheffield United. Now, Sheffield United at a 5.30 kickoff, uh, so it could all be resting on the blades. They're 4-7, to seven and they're at home to Birmingham. In League One, we're going to go for the Plymouth double chance. Uh, so they're away at Portsmouth. Little, little South Coast rivalry there. 7-5, uh, to five, they are. And we're going to come back to our hometown of Nottingham in League Two. And we're going to go for Notts County 
who are evens at home to Colchester. And £10 on that pays a respectable 75 Yeah, I like that, mate. Definitely. I think that's, that's good returns. Better than I thought it would be, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's got two, two of the best home, home teams in English football in their respective divisions. And then, you know, we've got a, a team that may not necessarily be in the top six, but they're right up there in the in the form table. So, yep. yeah, we'll see what we can do with that. And, of course, that's double chance as well. So we've got draw and Plymouth to win. So double the chance of winning, as it's in the... Hey, <laughs> Obviously. Who's in the title. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think we always try to choose the six strongest results. Um Obviously, yours pays a little bit higher, probably down to down to uh, Bournemouth alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely fancy Bournemouth to to do it. Hopefully, we can deliver both trebles. If not, then one will do. No Absolutely. problem with that. We'll continue the streak. Absolutely. The Undertakers. What did the Undertaker get up to? Like tw- twenty-one and zero, I think. Twenty-one and zero. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's try and match the Undertaker's streak. <laughs> and, uh, we're on two, 19 to go. That would be incredible. I don't think we're going to do that somehow, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do we'll do our best. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So there is plenty of opportunities for you to uh, stay involved in the podcast and get in touch. So the best way to get in touch with us is on Twitter. So we're T underscore FB podcast. We welcome you to provide feedback, ask us questions, uh, so, you know, share football news and articles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. So www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. Uh, and you can also get at us on email, football betting podcast at gmail.com. Tom, do you want to go through the website? Yep, so as usual, the website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. You've got everything on there. You've got previous podcasts. You've got blogs. You can submit your own blog if you're a keen content writer. We'd love to hear from you. And you've got the forum where we can discuss tips and bets and bet slips, whatnot, with us, with each other. So, yeah, get on down to the website and join in the fun there. Absolutely. Let's run through fantasy football just before we... uh... We sign off. I'll tell you something for free. I hate fantasy football. I hate it. I think what you set up the league, but I was the second one in it, obviously. We've got 43 people in the league now. Uh, I'm, I'm quite ashamed to say that I'm in 37th out of 43. Oh my God. And it's got you're, to that you're stage. You're in huge trouble. Yeah, it's got to that stage now where um, I forgot to do my team last week. Um, and that's not that's not an excuse, you know. I don't want to be making excuses, but that is a reason why I'm I'm dropping. I keep forgetting because I'm doing so bad. I just want to ask you a question: Whose fault is it that you're not doing your team? Well, <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's your own. <laughs> you, you can't you can't use that as an excuse. <laughs> Everyone else is doing their team. Well, most people. Like, I reckon Yeditep's doing his team. What about you? He's top still. Yeditep is absolutely loving it at the top. 
It makes me feel sick that he's got Adrian Mariapa in defence uh, with Stephen Ward. But to be fair, they got him 11 points. So he knows more than we do. I can't cope, um, with, it. I can't cope with it. I can't. I just can't cope with it. Whoever he puts in does well. I might just copy Yeti Tep's team every week. <laughs> you have to. Yeti Tep, he's on fire. On fire. Um, he's 32 points ahead of Nick Nick Spears uh, with 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, and he's actually playing 3-5-2. <laughs> <So laughs> doesn't, doesn't overly match. Um, again, Pipkin, this guy's got Chupu Moting in his team. The guy is the guy is awful. Super yeah. moting is it's dreadful. He's classed as a midfielder, so maybe that's why he's put him in. Yeah, um, that's sad. I, I'm actually, you know, I'm thirty first, so I'm hardly going to get a uh, going to finish on the uh, medals podium. But I'm I'm doing my team every week, and I just want to finish above you, to be honest. Yeah, well, you're only what sixty points, sixty odd points ahead. I can catch up with that easy. I'll start well, doing you it. Do your, uh, yeah. You have to do your team first. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it begrudgingly. I can't. It's oh, can't. And, by, and by the way, I want to um, have, have a small mention. Okay, so I'm I'm going to talk about Johnny Walker. No relation. Uh, <laughs> his team, Black Label. Okay, he joined the league this week. So fair play, he just probably wants to be involved. I love that attitude. His first week, he played his bench boost. He got 101 points. That's that's more than me and you got put together in yeah. his first week. Yeah, that's that's mad. Uh, the bench so, is a joke. Maratta, Pogba, Kane on the bench. <laughs> I can't it, cope. Yeah, I don't know what on earth this witchcraft team is. Um, Lewis Dunk got in one point. Fernandinho three, everyone else five, seven, six, it, crazy. Eight, Johnny eight, Walker, eight. <laughs> fair play, mate. Like that's that's a great. You had the best week out of everyone, although you did have four extra players. But still, <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to join the fantasy league, it's just a good bit of fun. Uh, we are going to give out a free bet to the winner as a prize. So Yeti Tep. <laughs> Pretty much get your bank details ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, Tom will put the lead code in the description for the podcast. Yeah, if you can't find it, uh, no reason why you shouldn't be able to, but if you can't, just get get at us on social media or email, website, whatever, and we'll just be able to give you there as well. So, yeah, please do join. Um, I think that's everything from me this week as usual thanks for listening if you have enjoyed the show please go on itunes please rate review subscribe we'd really appreciate that uh, and nothing left to say apart from good luck for your bets for the weekend let's hope another bombproof treble rolls in absolutely thanks for listening guys and yeah good luck for your trebles Cheers. bye-bye <laughs>